personally, I'm curious how that would work, as the cockroach anatomy does not really work for that. No, not at all. I found Listen, out... I'm a, I'm a curious person, but I have limits. I found out this weekend that all snails are... Gay? No. Oh. They're, um... Not androgynous, they're hermaphrodites. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They're putting chemicals in the water to turn the freaking snails gay? No, they're turning. They're putting chemicals <laughs> in the water to make them straight. Chemicals in the water. That's my new one. When somebody hits me with a batshit conspiracy theory. <laughs> the next time somebody comes to me and they're like, "Hey, buddy, did you know they faked the moon landing?" I'd be like, "Go oh, wait till I tell you this. They're putting chemicals in the water to make the snails gay." Straight. Straight, yeah. And then we're gonna be like, wait, what do you mean? And be like, the snails are all gay, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not real. Snails aren't real. <laughs> no, they're very That's real. The we gotta do a skit. We gotta do a skit where it's two guys at a bar talking. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. one telling the other is like, you gotta believe me, man. And then it's like some really like, like JFK. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they killed JFK, man. The CIA did it. They set up Lee Harvey Oswald and they had him. Yeah. The next guy's like, oh, come on now, man. That's... <laughs> you you believe you believe that stuff? Come on, yeah. the moon, yeah. really? <laughs> and one of us is like, no, 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 you gotta understand. They're turning, they're putting chemicals in the water to turn the snail straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're gonna be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then the next guy's gonna be like, you believe in snails? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of great bar conversations that are uh, topical, uh, one that's not a conspiracy theory, but that is directly relevant to our town in particular. Oh, yeah. There's a fugitive on the loose in our yeah. town. So, and I found out that he was like, I found out exactly how in our town he was in the most roundabout way. What? 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 I didn't say anything. I thought you said something. I might have said something. I didn't really say anything. Oh, okay. I thought I might have been talking to myself. Oh, fair. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sitting, uh... I'm sitting on the couch this morning. I said something to you too. I was like, "There's a lot of posts in the town Facebook group about this murderer going around." <laughs> I was like, "Did I miss an update of some sort?" Yeah. Apparently, I did because we found out through a TikTok video by some other guy, yep. like Pearl Mania or something. Was yeah, that his? Yeah. That. Um, who I guess lives in Chester County. Yeah. Um, Is he the guy with the long hair? And yeah, 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 yeah. I found out through him. That he was Phoenixville. Oh yeah, and he's from Phoenix. Well, he he was originally from Brazil. Yeah, and he lived lived in Phoenixville and. In Phoenixville, we're like a sister. No, to the yeah, his his some of his friends helped him helped him clean up afterwards, and yeah, she's right. Uh, testified with under the condition of immunity that they helped him clean up the blood, and that he stabbed his girlfriend thirty eight times. Definitely not an accident at that point. Yeah, so uh, that he's just chilling in the Phoenixville area. To be honest, though, the the best part of it. Is that the town reaction seems to be almost entirely memes? Yeah, no, it's all it's all entirely. <laughs> like memes. So one person was like, "Anybody catch what uh, beer brand he's like, what <laughs> brand of beer is in that case?" <laughs> it's that. Well, it's also, did you hear the one story where he broke into one house and the the husband of the husband and wife do or whatever they were living there? He went down the steps a little bit and he like heard the noise and he was like, he, he knew the guy was in there, so he flicked his lights to like that that were attached to the kitchen to be like. Uh, like I know, I know you're, you're here. here go away 
moment of nothing. The lights flickered back. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh he is writing a horror movie on the fly. Yeah, he's literally just like, I don't care. <laughs> oh, come on, Aiden. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. That's not what he was doing. The exact motion for this guy. Oh, no. Sorry, Ellen. He's probably he's probably down here like, I don't care. Oh. I hope he doesn't like the lore lodge because he might come after us for that one. I'd be scared if he could reach the cookie jar. Yeah, he is small. We are not tall people, but he's a lot smaller than we are. Yeah. Like here's the thing, Archie. Archie has no teeth. Can you? Can you please? Archie has no teeth, and yet I think Archie could probably take this guy. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> Which would honestly be really entertaining. Also, speaking of Archie... Come here. Oh, come here, buddy. So we have the original Archie, but yes. soon to be available to those who are interested uh, via My Amazing Girlfriend Cat. Yes. We have other Archies available. A little ironic that Cat made the dog. I know, right? Yeah, but it works. Yeah, so we're trying to figure Archie out is... how we're going to sell it. We're trying to figure out how many people are going to want a little Archie. But we're we got... at himbo levels of Archie right now, yeah. too. We've got a nice little Archie tag there. Mm -hmm. And then also there is a, a lore lodge that's backwards. Underneath it is going to have a nice little lore lodge thing. Aww. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to figure out how we're going to get it to everybody. How many we're going to make. Uh, how we're going to, you know, essentially make it work. But for those who are interested, we know people have been asking for an Archie. Yeah. Uh, we now are in the process of making Archies for everybody. Yes, we are. This is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Look, it really is, like, it's It him. looks like a little Archie. Even he thinks it looks like a little Archie. He's like, that is that is that a little brother for me? Yeah. Ella also likes the little Archie. I don't think... Well, Ella like... likes the little Archie in the wrong kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's, that's what I'm worried about, is we've seen how she plays with real Archie. <laughs> I, I gave her... When you weren't here... I sent. I had a whole moment with her. We were, we were in bed. We were laying in bed. She was like cuddled up right here. She, we had a moment. But anyway, aside from uh, stuffed dogs and fugitives on the run, yes, we have giant, very small, about. very small Brazilian fugitives about the size of this stuffed dog. Yes, I would be frightened uh, if if I saw both of them together. Yes, yes. Uh, to him, Archie is a full size dog. Yes. <laughs> We're going to get a shot. Yeah, Daniel, if you're listening, um, I'm well-armed. <laughs> and I have a very large husky. You could pull up <laughs> a different name than the Lore Lodge and it'd also be accurate. The Armored Lodge. <laughs> the Armored Lodge. <laughs> Do not enter or the Tannerite Roomba will find you. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's a reason we're on lists. <laughs> there's a reason all of my TikTok mm -hmm. is like, videos with two likes and it's like hey did you know what you can do with gasoline <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> there's a really neat trick with styrofoam yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy in minecraft in minecraft um <laughs> this has certainly been a start to the show yeah. um i don't know if it's a good start to the show but it no, is a we're start gonna, to the show no, we're, we're already uh Callan, where are you at make sure we don't get <laughs> listed again yeah <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, this is uh, this has been a fun time. Um, we're already on YouTube's no-no list. Yep. But let me actually get the uh, the stream up on my backup screen. Anyway, anyway, hi guys, welcome to the show. Uh, you guys apparently liked the redheaded giants video. That was uh, that surprised me a little bit because I felt like it was very history heavy. Yeah. Um, well, you know what I think helped it. I think because it was very 
structured in a very story-driven way. Yeah, d definitely. So that definitely helped it. But it was also nice to see that you guys were interested in things other than Skinwalkers and Wendigos. Yeah. I think uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking we'll probably compile all of the Native American folklore stuff we've done and the Native American history stuff I've researched, and we'll probably do like videos that are just dedicated to the Native stories. I think so, yeah. I think um, that makes probably release those in tandem. Yeah, so. I think that makes sense. Hi, buddy. You're such a good boy. He's such a good boy. He's so happy right now. What He's just staring at me. Oh, um, <laughs> sibling squabbles. Yeah, okay. I like how he has one individual hair sticking out in the middle of his head. Do you see that? I do. Yeah, right up there. Yeah. <laughs> David's having some sibling rivalry, but it's a little bit. a lot better for the last, like, two weeks. It's all good. All right. Uh, Kellen's and Matt is looking good after the 24th. Hornberry, nice drop in during. Also, here's your weekly government. <laughs> Thank you, Kellen. Yeah. Always appreciate uh, it. We're also looking forward to the bucket hats. Yeah. Um, I did a 24 hour stream on Twitch. How'd that go? Uh, well, uh, I learned that I played a lot of Starfield. How is it? It's the the I'm extremely frustrated with Starfield and the reason is that Starfield is so close to being one of the best video games of all time. But my computer runs it at 60 frames per second until it freezes, averaging about 7 frames per second. So is it like is it what was that one game? It's just poorly optimized. No, no, no. What was the one game that um oh, is it No Man's Sky level or is it Fallout 76 level? I never played No Man's Sky. Just from what you know about it. I don't know much about it. Okay, good. I just know that it kind of wasn't what everybody was hoping for at launch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it eventually got good. Yep. But no, it's uh, I, I I think part of it might have been that I was streaming. So yeah. Streamlabs was using up a bunch of VRAM. Yeah. Um. So it might have been partially that I was streaming. I I will not you know I will not fault Todd Howard for that. But it only improved <laughs> a little bit after I turned off. Streamlabs, so but I hadn't restarted Starfield, so maybe I just need to run Starfield clean and try it and see how it goes. I want to put a framed picture of Todd Howard in the Teletubbies <laughs> outfit with a shotgun just somewhere in my apartment. Yeah, we should do that. We should put that in the We should put that back here. Yeah, it's yeah. just such an iconic picture. It's a good picture. Oh. But yeah, so anyway, uh, I thought Starfield was awesome. I'm really excited to dive into it. Um, I love, I love the space combat. Um, I think that they could probably improve it a little bit. I'm guessing there are going to be mods that do, but I think that they can improve the space combat. Maybe it's just that I haven't leveled up my ship enough, mm. but once I get through, I'm going to play the current playthrough that I'm on through all the way. And then I will probably start a second playthrough knowing what I'm doing mm. and do that for stream and maybe also do like a Starfield lore video. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be a fun tie-in. I know Wendigoon's currently doing one for zombies. So I liked that idea, but I didn't want to, you know, cramp his style and also do Call of Duty. Yeah, fair. Even if I could do, you know, Call of Duty like Modern Warfare 2. We still doing the $20 Super Chats? Yes. Richard Henderson for 1999 just said, uh, No Man's Sky made the comeback of the century. If you like open world games, I can't recommend it enough. Maybe I'll give it a shot. My, I, From what I understood, it wasn't like, it was more of just an exploration game than anything, but mm -hmm. maybe they added content to it. Um, fair. But, with that said, uh, I think we should probably get into the show, although I did see a few questions, including a super chat, asking about Weird Bible. I said this on the stream, but I don't think I announced it here. Weird Bible is changing formats because it's just so hard to line up Isaiah's schedule with ours. Yep. So, instead of it being a sit-down, recorded episode the way it currently is, what we're going to do is they're going to be recorded ahead of time. We're going to meet up with him for a weekend, record like three to six episodes... 
and then those will go up a month apart and then we'll meet up again six months later record more episodes yep. so on and so forth so what we'll do is once we have that scheduled we're gonna take questions ahead of time yeah so i'm not sure precisely how we'll do that i might set up like a weird bible patreon mm. um where we can take suggestions uh or we might put up we maybe we'll like do a quick stream um where we can take people's questions uh, yeah. down you know maybe we'll put some stuff up in a discord we'll figure out the exact way it's going to work but that's how it's going to go forward um just because that's the way we can do it consistently if not live and they'll premiere so you guys will be able to live chat with us while while it's going on mm-hmm. um i'll at the very least be in there isaiah might be sometimes so i'll do my best to be yeah. in there as well and all your scratches are looking better now that i'm looking at you you look improved Bye. he looks better He's growing up. He's, he's very happy currently. He is so happy to be being held. He's also been at my parents all weekend, so I think mm-hmm. he's just happy to be in close proximity to me. Yeah, fair. He's um, getting everything he wants right now. He's oh, close he's to you. He's getting boy. petted. He can't see the husky. He can't see the husky, and the husky can't see him. <laughs> um, Archie's a little racist towards huskies. That's part of it. There was a, a husky that tormented him when he was a baby. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like, not sibling rivalry, like, would, you know... But to be fair, Archie would sometimes get in the Husky's face. Mm-hmm. The Husky would simply solve Shocker. it by, like... Yeah. So, was it partially his fault? Yes. You, I sh- I'm gonna nickname you Kiko. <laughs> he, he does like to antagonize a little bit. He likes to do a little trolling. A little trolling. But it's anyway, so, the red-haired giants yeah. of... Thank you for keeping me on track. Yes, this welcome. is Aiden. He's my Adderall. Yes. Um, you should, like, <laughs> sit in the studio and just slap me with something whenever I pick my phone. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. Yeah, so, <clears throat> uh, creative, uh, Arch, Artley, do you, you, you think he's so cute? Well, guess what? You can have him now. Yes. Well, not now, but soon, once we figure out how to do distribution. Yeah, we're trying to figure out how we want to sell it, whether it's going to be a Patreon reward tier, or if it's just going to be you can buy it. Yeah, like, like, did you just eat the fuzz? Yes. That was your fuzz. You ate your own fuzz. Stop cannibalizing And now yourself. he's smiling. Like the giants. Yeah, I guess, speaking of cannibals, um, <laughs> those of you who who maybe did not see the episode, if that's any of you, but anybody who's new to the phrase, I, I shouldn't say anybody who's new, but, you know, if you've heard the phrase Citeca or Giants of Lovelock Cave before, there's a really solid chance the version of it you heard is some guys on a podcast saying, yo, have you heard about the Giants of Lovelock Cave? Yeah, dude, they're, the natives had these giant cannibal, like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, that's uh, probably what the... <laughs> Us two years ago. Yeah, valid. Um, us now. I looked into it, and I was fully expecting that this entire thing was going to be completely made up. Like, that the... Really? I figured it was going to be another one of those stories where people were like, oh, dude, the natives have stories of... Because the natives have stories of a, you know, antlered cannibal being. No, they don't. Exactly, but everybody will tell you they do. Yeah. Um, so, you get my point. <laughs> you get why I was skeptical going in. I'm also really glad I'm at the position in this where, like, you can say that and I'm, like, authoritatively, like, no, they don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I both. And I'm the film one, not the yes. history one. Hi. You are just so pretty. I love you. You are the, you are the best. <laughs> and you're pretty great, too. Uh, and i'm getting used to you uh so yeah the the actual story is not as fantastical as 20 foot tall giants screaming down the hillside to kidnap children it's terrifying um yeah the real story is less terrifying and more perplexing because what is very clear 
from all of the accounts that I can find is that giants, these giants specifically, were different. Every single one, no matter how they describe them as different, and they are generally along the same line, that they were strange Indians with red hair who ate people. All of the stories talk about how these are strange Indians, strange people. We don't recognize them. They're not us. Of course, they're not us could mean, well, they're just another tribe. But the thing was, they had names for the other tribes. They referred to them as other tribes. They were very specific. They had relationships with them, even if these relationships were not good. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Whoever these people were, the, the Paiute, who were the ones who initially told the story, don't recognize them. That is the clear thing off the bat. It's there is a tribe of barbarians. They were strange Indians. They were, uh, you know, other people from somewhere else. Some of the stories suggest they may have come from somewhere else as well. But, you know, taking off the folklorist hat and putting on the historian hat, uh, what they're describing, strip away all of the, the specifics. What they're describing is a different people who live on the same land, who speak the same language as them, but also have their own language, and they don't know where they came from. If those people came onto your land, which is not what is said in the stories, the stories all just say that there was a tribe of people there. If they came onto your land, you'd have a story about it. Mm -hmm. There is no story about these people showing up in Paiute folklore. These people are there. Yeah. There are other stories about cannibals in Paiute folklore, and they're already there. And they're not humans. Interesting, right? Because we look at Wendigo, we look at Skinwalker, we look at uh, Wachuge, all these other things that have been associated with cannibalism, even though Skinwalker is kind of a false association. In, in most of those stories, what you're dealing with is somebody who is distinctly human, but has undergone a transformation. These strange Indians are described as being people of the, their own. They're, they are not humans who transformed into cannibal monsters. And then if you look at the cannibal monsters of their history, of you know their oral tradition, of their, their mythology, of how they came to be, those aren't people. So there's, there's a disconnect here. Are the cannibals people, or are they not people? If they're strange Indians, are they still people? Now they refer to them as the Numa Takata means people eaters. Mm -hmm. The Citeka terminology seems to come from a specific document by an L.L. Loud that was written in 1929, but the thing is that Llewellyn L. Loud was not a an archaeologist or a historian. He was completely untrained in those fields, so far as I can tell. Um, I, let me just, I'll just start at the beginning here. I'll, I'll tell, <laughs> for anybody who hasn't seen the story, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start back at the beginning here, and we'll, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I've got an interesting question for you once we get you closer can, to the end. The, like, the topic hasn't come up yet. Uh, it, it has, but I want you what? to go through it. Okay, sure. Because um, where I was going to start was 1911. Yeah, mine goes earlier than that. Okay, go for it. Yeah, so the main question is, in terms of who these people might have been, mm -hmm. there is no archaeological foundation for this so far mm -hmm. that I'm aware of, but the question, I think, could be curious. Do you think the presence of viking i guess peoples or any of those peoples may have gone you brought up some of what i'm going to talk about in part two yeah, yeah. i was going to say like do we think that that was a, they proliferated a little bit more than we currently believe 
considering the description. I don't want to spoil part two yet. Okay. I don't want to spoil part two yet. Okay. Um, this is going to come up in the Donner Party video too. Really? Yeah. So, and the, what, what we're going to talk about in part two might end up getting its own video. Okay. Um, might be on History Hut, but it also might be over here. I'm not sure. We might post it on both. Um, okay. Just, you know, or post the history segments of it on yep. that one. But yeah, there, there's definitely, tr I, I'll answer it vaguely. Okay. Um, with, so I don't have to go into any detail about what we're going to say. Yeah. There's something called the Kensington Runestone. Mm -hmm. Archaeologists and historians generally concur. It's fake. Where was it supposedly found? Kensington. Like Kensington, uh, Philly? No, I want to say Minnesota. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Minnesota, and that's why everything about Minnesota is Vikings Got now, aside from the fact that they're all huge. Got uh, but yeah, so Minnesota has a lot of um, a lot of Nordic, Germanic, uh, you know, ethnicities. A lot of people of Germanic descent. So they have a lot of Viking heritage stuff and pride and all of that. Uh, I forget exactly when, but somebody found a runestone, um, which should not have been in Minnesota, if, if my memory serves me correctly. It's kind of like the Darestone situation, mm. where there was a real stone, except in this case, so far as I can tell, there wasn't a real stone. But in the Darestone situation, oh, well, yeah. there was one real, one Darestone that was like, this is probably real. It uses all the right words, none of the wrong words, uh, you know... The, the spelling and everything makes sense for 16th century English, but the rest of them used words like rendezvous, where you're like, mm, that wasn't in English yet. Yeah. You are just, God, you're adorable. He's so happy. He's just staring at us. Um, you two. I'm scratching the, I'm scratching the other one. Huh? <laughs> no. Um, oh, we got a $50 one from Agamemnon's gym bag. Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for $50 says, The giant of Kandahar that is said to have wiped out an entire patrol of U.S. infantry in Afghanistan is also reported to have red hair, but is speculated to have been a 13-foot biblical cryptid. Do you think there's any relation here? I will get to the giant of Kandahar um, probably soon, since this is doing so well. Uh, my plan was to do a series of videos on giants, and I wanted to do a big one where we had a couple of guests. Yeah. Um, might still be able to pull that off. Gee, I wonder who we might get as a guest for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, a couple of them. But um, yeah. maybe we'll do that for, like, the podcast. That might be easier is to yeah. get both of them in to talk, yeah. uh, you know, in a roundtable format because organizing that whole video would be really yeah, difficult. Yeah, it'd be a lot. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, to just kind of finish up the topic on the could it, been, could it have been Vikings, the Kensington Runestone is generally agreed upon to have been not not legitimate. There is, however, Lanzo Meadows, mm -hmm. which is a Viking settlement, a, a, a known Viking settlement in Canada. Whereabouts in Canada? I want to say Newfoundland. Oh, so it's pretty far east still. Yeah. Yeah. But Vikings, yeah. shipbuilding was kind of their thing, and building ships that could sail on shallow rivers, you got to remember a ship displaces only three feet of, a Viking ship displaces only three feet of water mm -hmm. in the 10th century. And roughly what sizes are these ships? Uh, you'd see it carrying anything from a couple of dozen to, you know, several dozen warriors. Okay. And, yeah. So, we're, we're talking uh, 30 to 120 feet, depending on what kind of ship we're talking. Yeah. Um, so, for context, for the, the, this is one of my, you know, hyperfixation hobbies, uh, only three feet of water to carry several dozen people. A is, couple dozen people, like the three foot displacement one, yeah, absolutely, yeah, is, is that's shallow for that amount mm -hmm. of cargo. They they could sail straight up rivers, 
Yeah, in England. Um, that was part of the, the terrifying thing for English settlers and, and you know, people, just English people in general in, uh, in the 9th through 10th century, 9th through 11th centuries was the fact that the Vikings could just, it didn't, you know, previously coastal raiders only were a problem on the coast. Get three ships of Vikings sailing several miles upriver into the interior. If you're, they could basically go, a Viking longship, if it got onto a river that was more than three feet deep, could go until you got to the point where there were cataracts. And then they could just lift the ship out of the water, carry it downhill, put it back into the water below the cataracts, and keep going. Yeah. There were Viking longships sailing in the Black Sea. Do you know how they got there? How? There are no rivers that run from the Baltic Sea to the Black Sea. They, they would run them the down the Volga and the Dnieper, the Dnieper, and they would, every time the river ended or had cataracts, right, just take it out, roll it on logs, put it back in the water. Amazing. For hundreds of miles. It's incredible. Um, so, knowing that, is it possible that you had Vikings in America? Well, you did have Vikings in America. That is definitive. Is it possible they went further west? Yes. Do we know that they went further west? No. Is there evidence they went further west? Aside from a couple of fairly pale Native American tribes? Not really. Also, you'd have to ask the question, how many Vikings would you need to change the genetic makeup of an entire tribe? Not as many as you'd think. Uh, when the French encountered, I want to say it was the... One of the tribes we talked about lately, when they were first encountered, and this was before they had had any issues with uh, disease, I think it was the Lakota Sioux, so we haven't talked about them yet. They're going to be in the Donner, Car Donner Party video. When they were first encountered, I think they had 28,000 among in their entire nation. Mm -hmm. The Dakota Sioux, specifically. The Lakota. Oh, the Lakota, right, right. Yeah, so, of course, by the time they were fighting the Americans, they were smaller. Yeah. Like 8,000. Disease wiped these people out. Yeah, no, clearly. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting when you look at why some of the reasons are that you, you don't see a ton of urbanization with Native American tribes. There are certain circumstances where it happens, but there's not much of it. So one benefit of this was you very rarely had serious disease amongst Native American tribes. And if you did, it was typically restricted to like one band mm -hmm. because these were like clans. They would live a bunch of related families, all would live in one place. They would usually go outside of the family to get a wife. So they'd go to a near a nearby band from the same tribe, sometimes from different ones. And they would get a wife from there. That person would come in. Typically, if you married into a tribe, you were accepted as part of that tribe, especially within the same nation. Um, at least this is how I understand it to work in many of the Western and Great Plains tribes, based on the research I've done. Um, in other, sometimes you had tribes that intermarried at the sibling level, sometimes you had tribes that intermarried outside of even like like a Welsh person marrying a Frenchman. Um, yeah, so it it varies. There is a huge scale here. You got to remember, we're talking about an entire continent's worth of people that are as varied and diverse as European tribes were back in the day, as African tribes. You know, people tend to put Native Americans into a monolith where they're like, oh, that's the Native Americans, and we think you know feather and leather drum and bow and arrow and all of that there's all these stereotypes people have from when we're little and everything we see is cowboys and indians and the story of the pilgrims and generally when you see native americans depicted in media they follow that archetype they don't go for many specifics 
when you get into it, you realize that, well, it wasn't always bow. Sometimes it was atlatl, and sometimes it was neither. Sometimes it was throwing spear. Some Eventually it was musket. Like, various peoples used different things. They were very, very uh, complicated. And even at different times, right? There mm -hmm. were points in which there were certain tribes that were using firearms mm -hmm. from Europeans. Oh, in the 1700s? You, you see a ripple effect, actually, of a tribe will, get, will make contact with Europeans. They will get firearms from that tribe. With They will then be attacked. They will then go and attack tribes that don't have guns. So Europeans meet tribe. Tribe A gets guns. Tribe A goes to traditional rival tribe B and wipes them out, driving them off into the distance. They go west or north or something like that. European expansion continues. Tribe B gets guns. Tribe C does not yet have guns. Tribe B takes guns. To Tribe C wipes them out, sends them west. Which is why you start to see these weird combination groups as you go further and further west. Yeah. Of like, you know, a group of Native Americans who absolutely didn't belong here, but they were merged in, and then it got pushed further, and it's complex, to Just say the least. least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's how you, you know, and that's the other thing is there's there's multiple religions too. There's this idea that Native Americans all followed the Great Spirit and had totems and spirit animals, and it's like. In a general sense, you can say that Native American religion is similar to Indo-European religion, mm. is similar to uh, Sub-Saharan African religion. Like, the Indo-Europeans, you have Celtic paganism, Greco-Roman paganism, Germanic paganism, Slavic paganism. Generally similar concepts. You look at Native Americans, same kind of idea. Well, this tribe has a great father. Okay, cool. They have, they have the great spirit in the sky. This tribe also has the great spirit in the sky, but he's not a creator being, he's a guide being. Like, it, it'll make various little changes from place to place, mm -hmm. and you start to see some of the, you know, there's ancestor veneration in a lot of it, but then there's also the agreement that there's an afterlife. Like, it's, there's a bunch of different different options. Um, so, that's a long-winded way of saying it's complicated on the Viking subject. <laughs> yes, yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Oh, silence you. <laughs> I'm being corrected from the floor. <laughs> I appreciate you anyway. <laughs> I appreciate you nonetheless. <laughs> Her feet are currently on my leg. Um, Don't okay. like <laughs> too late, it's already rude. been done. It's been done. You know what? That's, Can't it's take too it back bad. now. Can't no take backsies. No take backsies in the lodge. <laughs> um... So you have these different Indians. What does that mean, different? We're, we're told two things for certain. They are cannibals, and they have red hair. Cool. These are the universal aspects. Yes. What's next? Everyone seems to agree that they're a little bit more hairy. Or at least most people seem to agree that they're more hairy than, than, than the natives. People also generally agree that they were tall. Mix that together, and it does suggest that you're looking at a different ethnic group. It doesn't necessarily suggest that you are looking at Europeans. They're never described as pale. Interesting. And their eyes aren't mentioned either. Interesting. Which, there are some questions I had, that I still have, um, about when this all occurred. Because we see Lovelock Cave in use from about 4,500 years ago. About 1500 BC. Um... 
or at least that's when sorry 3500 years ago um and then the older stuff within the sca- within the cave is i think i uh, i want to say it's 4000 bc was like the latest it could have been um if i just pull up wikipedia really quick i can actually tell you which i know is a sin but it's a good starting point as every when you're just when you're just looking for a date this is perfectly fine uh the duck decoys are dated to about uh 130 bc to 300 bc um, they were that old. There's really old duck decoys. They're the oldest duck decoys in the world. Which is so interesting because, like, my question is why why duck decoys specifically in that area of the country? That is certainly the question. Um, there is a lake right there. Fair, so, but it didn't seem like it was a particularly biodiverse area. It's not. They just lived on a lake. Yeah. Um. So what they were probably doing was either looking for catching ducks that were trying to meet with their fake ducks or looking for predators sure. but uh interestingly their name is not the duck eaters sure. uh the dating however everything is from between 4500 and 900 years before the present so that puts it around uh 2500 bc is some of the oldest stuff that we've seen there mm-hmm. uh at least in terms of like stuff that's been found um Sorry, I should say that's the earliest burials, is how I should put it. Uh, the earliest human remains, physical human remains, are 2500 BC. Ish. Up to 900 years before today, so 1300 BC. Sorry, 1380. Have they done this any... is where the tired is coming in. Uh, no, fair. Have they done any excavation in any of the areas around the cave? They have, and they found significantly older burials. Oh, okay. As well as, uh, you know, activity that is contemporaneous and more recent. What's odd is that they don't match well. In terms of, like... With the stuff around them. That, the newer stuff, especially. But also the stuff that's considerably older. So stuff that's, like, 9,000 years before present, it doesn't quite match. Doesn't match in terms of... Like the the contextual elements of the geographic or the geological layer, or the well, that's, that's found. So with. that's part of the problem, and that's kind of what we're going to get into in part two. Okay. But to give you a brief run through, the part of the problem here is that this excavation was done by the guy from Night at the Museum. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like that's not a joke. The guy that they hired, Llewellyn L. Loud, was a museum guard. Yeah. He would. I I don't know exactly how this this went, and I'm I'm gonna look and see if I can find anything by A. L. Kreber, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who who hired him to do it. Basically, what happens here is in 1911, um, two guys named, I want to say, uh, one's name is James Hart, I think. Yeah, yeah, Hart, yeah. Say, yeah, David Pugh and James Hart. Yeah. In 1911, they buy, they buy the rights, the mining rights, to a bat cave, basically. That's just up on a hillside near Lovelock. Lovelock's a mining town at the time. For context, he means, like, a cave that bats live in, not the one that Batman owns under Main Man. Yes, a, a, a cave of bats. No, they mean the bat cave. Oh, my God. <laughs> a cave of bats that has guano in it, because back in the day, people used guano for fuel. It, it burns. And fertilizer, right? It, yeah, and fertilizer. Um, I think it was actually the primary use, now that I'm thinking about it. Fertilizer sounds better. Why, sounds right. why is so much fertilizer, like, flammable? I don't know. It's a good question. 
but most most dung is flammable. Oh, I think it's because it's like the nitrate. In yeah. It or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, ammonium nitrate. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on. They would use their fertilizer, so they would mine out these backwango caves. And there was always the possibility that if you bought the mining rights to the cave, you might get down there a little bit and find gold, silver, tin, something, a useful metal. Yeah. So they bought the mining rights, they started excavating, and about four feet down, they started finding Native American artifacts. Mm -hmm. Now, they probably found more Native American artifacts further up, but didn't notice them. But what they were doing was they were using a sieve, a three-quarter inch sieve. And they would shake guano through it that got out all of the impurities that would have been problematic. Mm -hmm. Anything too big to be processed. And all of that stuff got thrown into a refuse pile. Eventually, they realized that some of the stuff piling up in the refuse pile looked to be Native American. So, they gathered the Native American-looking stuff, and they contacted the Smithsonian. They said, hey, we found these artifacts. Would you like to buy them? And the Smithsonian said, well, we don't have a budget for buying things, but we take donations. And they said, thank you, have a nice day. Because they were miners, not, you know, wealthy archaeologists looking to pin their name to a big donation to a museum. Yeah. They start selling stuff off to private collectors. Uh, one of the bodies that they found was a six foot six tall mummy uh, that might or might not be the one that got sold to a uh, fraternal lodge is the, the terminology used in the report. It doesn't say what kind. I can tell you that I can't think of any Masonic rituals involving a mummy or legitimate human remains. Interesting. Personally, I also can't think of any that involve real human remains. Fair. Or at least without the person's consent. Uh, I know consent's big for us. It's uh, a very important thing in life. Never forget it. Yeah. The Archie is just over the moon. I have never seen this dog look this satisfied. He's just so chillin'. Oh my god, he is like in heaven. He could not be more chillin' right now. He's just and I was so sleepy. I'm letting him sniff the thing again. He's sniffing it. <laughs> Good boy. Yeah. So, they sell some stuff off. Some basketry, some sandals. A few things do end up in a museum. In 1912, the, La the Native American presence becomes so... Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word for this. There were too many Native American artifacts for them to get a usable amount of guano without damaging them. Hmm. So they stopped mining the guano and contacted the University of California. University of California was like, this is awesome. We got to send a team out there. Uh, we don't have anybody right now. Mm -hmm. That presented a problem. What if another university got there first? Yeah. Then University of California doesn't get the credit, and A.L. Kreber does not get to stamp his name to what could be a very important uh, archaeological discovery. Yes, this is the kind of thing that does happen in academics. There is just as much ego there as anywhere else. It's just, you know, the greed is about putting your name on something instead of, you know, having money. Life's all about incentives, folks. Yep. Oh my god, the hair. I know. So much hair. It's everywhere. So they're faced with a bit of a dilemma. They want to send somebody out. None of their archaeolo archaeologists, none of their archaeologists are available for assignment. They're all teaching or already doing excavations so he thinks i need to send somebody who is employed by the university of california 
and before anybody asks, I already have the script started. I already have the script started. Um, he needs to send somebody employed by the University of California. There is nobody employed by the University of Archaeology, University of California Archaeology Department. Man, I I am tired. Wow. Okay. Um, this is the thing that was happening towards the end of the stream last night because really? I was stumbling over words. Once we go over this story, do you want to go to uh, question time? Is it almost time? It is almost time. We should. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm trying to find my place. Well, he needed to send somebody. Yeah, he needed to send somebody. Who does he send? Well, Well and Loud is employed by the museum. <laughs> so if we send him, we can say an employee of the museum made the archaeological discovery. So they did that. But the thing was, they didn't give him great training. He knew to dig in... He knew to dig in sections, but he did not know to dig in grid squares with the depth at which everything was found very carefully recorded. He just said he found it in this lot. Yeah. So there was, like, no stratification Yeah. from the start. They asked him to write a report. In, in order to write the report, there needs to be an actual archaeologist there to do the... Uh, the excavation with him. So they send an actual archaeologist, Mark Harrington, mm -hmm. to the site with Loud in 1924. It takes them another four years to write and publish their report. It's not supposed to take that long. But what they did find was a section of the cave that Loud had not dug out. Mm. That was roughly intact, and they used that to do a rough stratification. Mm. And we'll get into the details of what they found there in part two, uh, because it's way too much for me to recite off the top of my head. It's far too specific. Yeah. That's, but. That's coming out Friday, right? Yeah, that's coming out Friday. <laughs> they, they essentially determined a couple of things. The most important one, I would say, is that at a specific point, now, I think it was about four feet down. Yeah. Um the evidence of habitation drastically changes. You go from, there are a lot of people here. There are people living here consistently, several dozen of them at least, to people are using this cave as a shelter. People are resting here. And is that... Is Maybe that, a few people live in the cave full time. Are those two points going forward or backwards in time? Forward. Okay. So what it suggests, and again, I'm not sure of the exact timing, and I'm, and I'm not sure anybody ever will be sure of the exact timing. Some of these items are carbon dated, but it seems to be at least a thousand years ago. But you do see a layer where you see a very abrupt change that it does not equate to a change in environment. Where it goes from people are here to people are not here. That could be evidence for several different things within the story, which is what we're going to talk about in, in Friday's episode. But it is evidence that at some point people stopped using this cave abruptly. Now, the, the giants are not said to have lived in the cave, but they're also not well described. It's clear that whoever, like the people who were fighting these guys, 
were not super familiar with them. But they were familiar enough that somebody within their tribe could speak the Paiute language. Yep. What you looking at? It's probably just a scab. But with that, we'll take questions. Sounds good. You want to take the $20 ones first? Yes, we'll hit those. Uh, Jack of Sis for uh, $20 says, Hello from Tasmania. Tasmania? That's a wild location. Wow. Welcome. Uh, glad to finally catch you guys live. I was wondering if you guys would ever look into folklore, legends, or just any weird stuff here in Australia. Keep up the great work. There are a few that have come up that I've been interested in. But yeah. yes, um, part of the issue is that over here it's very... I obviously grew up with a lot of the, the Grimm Brothers and European folklore and fairy tales. And American, so I know a lot, you know, I'm familiar with a lot of the American stuff. Australia, I've never been to. Um, yeah. I don't know much about Australia. So what I would suggest is if you're from another country and you want us to look into, you know, do a video on something that you, that, that's native to your country, uh, let us know what it is. Because we may just not be aware of what the, the cool stuff around you is. Um, you can comment it on a video or send it to the Patreon. Logic, you know, I have to respond to Patreon messages right now. Yep. I had to do that this week. Uh, but yeah, no, we'd be happy Which... to couple more stuff from Australia and other places in the world. Uh, Pumpkin Bear 7 for $20. Hey, Pumpkin. Uh, Japanese mythology is so weird. I just found one that is a baby ghost that licks oil out of traditional lighting equipment of Japan and a spirit that licks the filth in untidy bathrooms. Avira Ikago... And a Konami. Well, I guess we got a couple. I, we did ask for specific ones. I yeah. just wish they hadn't been bathroom gunk eater. Yeah. That's that's, that's that, the 13th Yule Lad. I was just going to say, it's not like a rejected Yule Lad. <laughs> oh, rejected that. Yule Lads could be a good deeper lore video. Could, actually, yeah. We should write that. Maybe we'll do that as a deeper lore video this Christmas. Yeah, we might need people to uh, to translate into Icelandic for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to come up with, because uh, it's 12 Yule Lads, right? So we need 12 mm. rejected Yule Lads. Yeah, we could do it as like you and I casting for something, and we're sitting in the like a theater with people coming on stage and explaining who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Just reacting. That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for $5 back at the beginning of the show says, The Eagles are not Super Bowl, or Super Bowl bound this year. It's more important that I feed you nonsense while cooking and drinking uh well i mean we did win yeah wasn't pretty no but we we got the job done and i mean hey a win against the pats to start the season is not a bad way to go i was just impressed that belichick still has the money to pay the refs i'm just impressed that did he you, is still that angry looking did you yeah true did you see them call the eagles for uh an illegal blocking penalty because one of our guys tripped and fell and no, accidentally hit the other guy in the leg that's yeah, he. it was one of our defenders. He tripped over, I think it was Kelsey or Johnson. Mm -hmm. Fell, fell into the Patriots defender's knee, like thigh, and got called for it. Yeah. And it's like, he was, if you watch the replay, it is so aggressively obvious that he's just falling. Did the commentator say anything about it? Mm -hmm. What'd they say? They were like, it really looks like he was just falling. Yeah. Like, it's pretty clear that he was just falling. Then, then... <laughs> On the exact same, so that uh, that puts the Eagles back for it was I think second and twenty one. Mm -hmm. The very same drive after the Eagles failed to make up the extra eleven yards that the pay, that the refs put on them. Yeah. Uh, granted, I don't think they were going to get a first down either way that drive. Uh, right. But they have to punt it from further back now. Yeah. They go to punt the ball for whatever reason. Sipos wasn't able to get it off on the first try. Sidestaffs gets it off on the second try. Yeah. Uh, he was just being rushed. Gets it off on the second try, 
perfectly normal punt goes downfield. But the problem was, because it took him a little bit longer, some of the Eagles players were further downfield than they were supposed to be, the guys who aren't allowed to run until the ball is kicked. Mm. So they called us for illegal man downfield. Naturally, yeah. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you gotta love it. Ugh. Uh, Murphy Rutledge for 499 says, Mine unveiled been real quiet since Aiden teared him, in, uh, teared him in the tar Tartaria with his response. Yeah, uh, his people still think he, uh, still think he won that one. It's fascinating. Really? I think they didn't watch mine. No, I'm sure they didn't. And also, even if they did, uh, oh, what is that phenomenon? It's not uh, not confirmation bias. It's um, it's what happens when it's that what happened with that cult where in the '50s the woman was like, oh, we are going to be smited and brought up to like this like you know afterlife place or whatever, and it didn't happen. Oh, and they all doubled yeah, down Gate. on it. Uh, what? No, before Heaven's Gate. Really? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't the couple. It was the woman who was running it. The uh, hang on, I gotta look it up. Interesting. Yeah, because Heaven's Gate was the one where they were like. The aliens are coming at Joshua Tree right now, and then they didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on. Uh, is it the Seekers? We also got a really good idea from Amanda for uh, Halloween and Christmas. Oh, what's that? The uh, Harry Potter thing. I think I told you about that. We're going to uh, talk about all of the monsters from Harry Potter. Oh, right, 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 right. Now I all the spooky that. ones for Halloween and all the less spooky ones for Christmas. Yes. Um, uh, Miss Mori for two dollars uh, back at the beginning. She said, "Baby, oh woo! I need this little Archie. Yeah, we will let you know on how and where to get the little Archie." But yeah, for those who didn't see it earlier, uh, my wonderful girlfriend Kat is going to be creating and allowing us to provide to you little Archies. Uh, we're going to figure out whether it's going to be a Patreon reward tier or if we're going to set up some form of place where you can send orders and we'll send them out to you. We will get back to you about those details when we figure them well, out. We do have a website that's capable of e-commerce. There's just nothing on it. Yeah, that's that's the one thing because everything we do is through spring. Yeah, you can give them a little mohawk. Oh, well, you, I, well, we could just we would just have to take the orders and make sure they get fulfilled. I was checking. Right? I was checking on the website this week. I think we might need to repurchase the domain. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my card probably expired. Yeah, okay. it's all good. Um, none of you, before we get the chance, <laughs> swear to God. Well, it's it's not even the domain that I wanted it to be because I didn't want to spend the money back then. Fair. So, uh, I give him a look. I give him a mohawk. Uh, <laughs> uh, little Artemis one twenty one for ten dollars says wildly off topic. But if you believe in aliens and ghosts, do you think it'd be possible to go to Roswell, New Mexico, and get alien EVP? Interesting. First of all, this show has a topic. What? I said this show has a topic. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It never does. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of ifs in there. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been this. The Seekers? Yeah, yeah. Led by Dorothy, Dorothy Martin. Uh, cognitive dissonance. That's it. It was cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I guess. Oh, you that. said confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's when you like the two conflicting ideas mm. exist in your head at the same time. For those of you who aren't aware, but yeah, it was essentially a cult uh, in the 1950s. Oh wow, this is Martin. the origin of the term cognitive yeah. dissonance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's why it always comes to mind because that's that's how it started. Um, but yeah, that might be a good one to to, to do actually. Yeah, that'll be a good one, I think. Yeah, I'll keep the tab open. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so what do you think? Alien EVP? I haven't heard the term EVP before. That's the first one. I'm assuming it's electric, like the uh, electrical resonance or whatever. It's not employee value proposition. No. Uh, look up EVP ghosts. Electronic voice phenomena. Ah, so like voice boxes. Sounds found on electric recordings that are interpreted as spirit voices. Okay. Gotcha. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It depends. I mean, I'll say this much first off. I've seen, so we, we reacted to some videos from it last night. If you're watching a YouTube video and there's a person using a spirit box that's an app on their phone, turn it off. <laughs> Wait, that's, how many have you run into like that? It's not how many. It's not how many. Okay. It's that if I go to a channel that I won't name for the sake of not calling out other YouTubers on YouTube. Yeah. But it's another channel that we've reacted to live on Twitch. You can see me, you can see me be more honest on Twitch. The problem is that they have 692,000 subscribers. Do they they get so many views, Aiden? Do they acknowledge that it's fake? No. Okay. But do you do you understand how a spirit box works? No. It's a I can, the I idea can is that it's a ghost communicating with you via radio waves. Okay. What do cell phones not respond to? Well, they FM radio waves. Yeah. AM radio waves. They respond to radio waves. Yeah, just not in that band of the but not spectrum that, not that way yeah yep yeah especially when they're working off of cellular cellular data you know internet yep um yeah uh if if your ghost hunter is using a a phone-based app that does not connect to the radio frequencies that ghosts are supposed to connect to. You know, the stuff picked up by EMF readers and spirit boxes. The real ones. Just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kel on the official data for 556 says, You should meet Yuri. He is the dummy full of tannerite that guards my front door armed in a full kit. And he will not drop it. Although it just works. Stop with the it just works. <laughs> They've been torturing me with that. So what is this? Where, where did this come Apparently from? Apparently it's related to uh, Todd Howard saying something about a Bethesda game. Oh, like yeah, yeah, Trying yeah, to explain yeah. a, a mechanic. Yeah. But yesterday I was, like, talking about, like, <laughs> how buggy and glitchy Starfield was. Yeah. And everybody in the chat just kept saying it just works, and it was making me so angry. Was it was it Fallout 76 that he did that for? Because that's what it feels like, and I, I could be wrong on that, but that's that's amazing. Uh, Perturbed Alpaca for $10 says, uh, it's No Man's Sky if you had a load screen for every single transition. Land to space, load. System to system, load. Yep. Planet to planet, load. Uh, just, it is very yep. fun, but not open world. Yeah, I, I think that was my biggest issue with Starfield, is that they're like, you can go anywhere on any of the planets. But, not really. Like, Fallout 4. You, you should be able to fly around the planet. Yeah. You don't. You select a place to land, it loads a certain amount of geographic area around you. I thought No Man's Sky was procedurally generating so that way you could I'm do... talking about Starfield. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Starfield, you land 
on planet. Your ship. 16 times the detail. Oh my god. I, I will I will say I will say this much. You can't go space to planet on your own. Which is something Spore figured out in like 2008. What do you mean on your own? Like you can't just go from space to the planet. It's like you have to you have load to train. load into the planet. Got it. And you don't load into the planet and then fly to where you want to stop. Isn't there a new Star Wars game that lets you go from planet to space and space space to planet? Hmm. Mm hmm. What game is that? Outlaws. Ah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Shame. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My problem with Starfield is that it is a triple A title. Yeah. That has mechanics that indie titles have figured out missing. Mm. You should be able to go ship to planet. You just yeah. should. Yeah. Like, it'd be nice. Brian Wickup, when this came through earlier, I couldn't wait to discuss it because I think it's good. it is a hot take, but I want to talk about it. Okay. For $5.11, this may be a super hot take. But rewatching the Indiana Jones is making me feel that the original trilogy is better than the OG Star Wars trilogy as a whole. Oh, I absolutely agree. I'm going to fully agree with you on that. I don't know. Indiana, if... The Indiana Jones movies are better than the Star Wars movies. By far. The first three. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there's an argument there. I no. think just on every single level, they're better movies. I think the, the overarching story the of the lore. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah the yeah, lore yeah. of Star Wars, Star Wars is, is much deeper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But as, as films. Mm. Indiana Jones, yeah. the original trilogy, definitely better. Uh, like, I, I think the best way to put it is this. Indiana Jones is a better movie. Yeah. Star Wars is a better story. Correct. Because there's... The Indiana Jones expanded universe would be extremely limited. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen... Like, Final have you Death noticed movie? how limited it is that they, they can't... They can't make spinoffs? Well, they did the show. And it got canceled. That's right. They made uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Hmm. And here's the thing. Remember, remember, well, th we probably don't, I can't say I remember when the prequels came out, the hate that they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was a child. Same. I remember my dad not having a great reaction to them, but I grew up on the prequels. Same. I knew they weren't the best quality of films. I recognize that Attack of the Clones is shot for shot, one of the worst films ever made. With a guy, it's got like two good moments, Aiden. Revenge of the Sith, on the other hand. Revenge of the Sith is a masterpiece. Absolutely. And not believe they are directed by the same man. I know. It is It is my favorite of any Star Wars piece of Yeah, same. Media. I think it, it's been given a run for its money lately. Fair. Yeah. No. My girlfriend is currently lying on the floor, and his <laughs> girlfriend made the mini arch. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, You're doing so good at throwing me off. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to remember where I was. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, some of the newer ones have given me not the movies, but the shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think anything's given it a run for best Star Wars movie. Um, yeah, no. Aside from maybe Rogue One. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back is probably the best Star Wars movie. Yeah. In terms of like quality of film. Yeah. I I enjoy Revenge of the Sith the most. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I enjoy the world of the prequels a lot more than the world of the, the original yeah. trilogy. But what I was meaning to say with that is, I knew they weren't the best. Yep. But I grew up on them. I still love the lightsaber duels and Anakin and Obi-Wan, you know. Great, great experience as a child. But when the sequels came out, I went, 
maybe we judged them too harshly. Yeah, I think everybody collectively were like, I, I, overall, we owe Aiden, Hayden Christensen yeah. an apology. Pre prequel series overall, when I was, you know, in twenty in twenty fourteen, if you asked me where I would put the prequel series in terms of out of ten, yeah, probably would have said five or six. Mm -hmm. Having seen eight and nine. Those are up to like a seven or eight. Yeah. Um, seven, I think, is the only passable one of the three. Why? Because it's a new hope in like a new. It is the game. least offensive to the lore. Yeah. It also doesn't contain the line somehow Palpatine came back. <laughs> As someone who is also, how did Oscar right. Isaac say that with a straight face? I how many know. takes? How many takes to get him to say it without laughing, first of all, and without just utter disdain for the writers? Yeah. Like, how? I, if it was less than 12, the man deserves an Oscar. Yeah. Simply for that. It's probably what was all written on the piece of paper, not uh, not quite, you know, not the script, a different piece yeah. of paper. Oh, so yeah, frustrating. Man. Uh, Mr. Sleepless Owl for $5 says, Archie plushie with a bloody mouth from Wendigo hunting? Question mark? Cute little murder ball. Could be entertaining. Could be a, a premium limited premium edition version. Upgrade. Yeah. You can have Archie. You can also have murder Archie. Murder Archie. <laughs> uh, James Knapp for $2 says, I second Archie and plushie with bloody mouth. People seem to be interested in that. All right. Okay. Guys, murder Archie with bloody mouth is just Ella. That's true. Basically, but it need to be bigger. And bigger plushie. Bigger plushie. We sell a bigger plushie that's a plushie of Ella, and it has the little plushie in its mouth. We're gonna Wait, need. Yeah. We're gonna need a bigger plushie. We're gonna need a bigger plushie. Uh, Vanita's manga reviews for four ninety nine says, "Any thoughts on these stairs in the woods phenomena? We have talked about this before. There are stairs in the woods. They just always seem to have a good explanation. Well, if you guys can find me stairs in the wood that, woods that don't, I can talk about it. But yeah. like, I I can also talk about it." You guys are just going to end up getting another video on Celtic folklore, and you're not going to be happy about it. There's also the, like, really simple explanation of, like, if you talk to anyone who is, like, uh, a mechanical, civil, or just, like, general engineer, they'll tell you that stairs are generally the most well-constructed piece of any form of building, uh, other than the foundation. So, if a building is falling apart, and it turns into ruins, essentially, the last thing that's going to be there is the stairs. Part of the reason why you're in when you're in a building in a emergency scenario you take the stairs for two reasons one because it's dangerous to be in the elevators and you won't be able to evacuate fast enough and two because generally they are the most well-constructed pieces of the building itself so it's the safest area unless you live in my building where they for some reason constructed the stairs out of wood did they really yes uh-huh shocking shocking it's <laughs> it's like it's steel steel framed wood so i assume the way that it works is that it's like steel trays with wood in them how did that pass fire code no idea no idea no <laughs> that's a whole other can it of worms. could be that the, bu the building might predate it what i don't know how long this building's been here less than 10 years for sure the whole building I think so. Maybe. There, I guarantee you, whatever fire code they're working on, it's got to be. I mean, they, they updated that stuff like decades ago. Yeah. So, I don't know. Probably. 
Uh, all dragons are sluts for $10. Says, my husband is tall, broad, covered in hair, and redheaded. I'm not saying he is, but I'm not saying he isn't. In reference to the Giants Lovelock game. Yeah, true. Tell him to email us. <laughs> we may have questions. We may have questions. Anthony Peterson for $2 says, Archie, expert Wendigo tracker. Oh, that would be cute. That would be adorable. Agamemnon's gym bag for $5.57. In 1911, the greatest pistol to ever have been <laughs> built was released. You only need seven plus one rounds to win two World Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can confirm the 1911 is an incredible handgun. Yep, it is. And, uh, you know, I, I do agree that it's one of the best ever made. But with uh, with the current situation, I'm glad that mine carries 13. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Also, considering handguns are considerably harder to be accurate with than rifles. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, it snapped, so I gotta figure out where to oh, God. There we go. Uh, Alex Landskroner for $5 says, Hey, Aidens, I love listening to you guys during my night shift. Are you okay? You night shift? Night shift doing what? Yeah, but I don't think I'd want to listen to the podcast during a night shift, even... To be fair, it's us just bantering the whole True. time. True, yeah, it's not scary. as scary as it used to be. Yeah, no. Yeah, we used to talk about scarier stuff. Yeah. We're more lighthearted people. Exactly. We're a little happier now. <laughs> <laughs> um, love listening to you guys during my night shift, so I'll usually skip the live, but you guys have kept me entertained, so I decided to tip. Thank you. Aww, thank appreciated. you. Uh, hit that, or hit those three already. Uh, Richard Henderson for 499 saying Norse mythology would be really cool to be featured. So there's there's so many stories and so many myths yeah. in it. We did that at one point and so no one very liked long it. time ago. Yeah, yeah. Last time we talked about when we talked, we made a video about Thor specifically, and it still didn't get a ton of views. Yeah. Um, granted, it was a long time ago, and you guys do seem to be biting on on folklore stuff a lot more. So maybe. <laughs> I love this. Interestingly enough, the missing 411 stuff isn't getting the numbers it used to. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, the CCRS one did, but yeah, that makes sense. Um, a lot of the other missing form one stuff just wasn't wasn't tracking as, as it used to. I love the the normal chats from the gunslinger. He's like, "LMAO, we have derailed the stream into building schematics and civil engineering." <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, that's what happens when we have two people who have very specific hyperfixations that don't overlap. Yeah. Um, uh, Chow Heleng uh, Helsenko. I he hope I've got really that right. Big on the contact me thoroughly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's it's fun. <laughs> uh, she showed me this whole like process. It looks recently. amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. I just think it's like I was like, what is that made of? And I was like, oh, it's contact paper. Yeah, yeah. Oh no no no, it's a different thing. It's something where it uh this shrinks. Oh. It started out bigger. It's like shrink uh cat, if you're watching if you can put that in chat, that'd be great. But it's like it's some paper where like this was three inches in diameter. Gotcha. And like you put it in the oven after you print it on it and then mm -hmm. you put it in the oven and it shrinks down and it's like a little more solid. Interesting. Yeah, I can't remember what it's actually called, but I'd never heard of it before today. Like the whole thing was or just the thing. Shrink it inks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I'd never heard of it before. Really? But yeah. Yeah. I it was all the time when I was little. Really? Yeah. I made like window catchers, sun catchers. Mm -hmm. I did not know they were a thing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Maybe it was like a girl thing that they were like making like jewelry stuff or yeah. whatever because we were too busy like making swords and fighting each other. We were probably like hitting each other with something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is why women live longer. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, if we are giving suggestions to international folklore, the dried body from Brazil and the face peelers of Peru. I have heard 
of the face peelers. That is that is a term that has come up recently. I did love that there were people who were like aliens are invading Peru lately, and all these like Peruvian folk legends came about. Interesting. It turned out to just be some miners like robbing people. <laughs> That's actually amazing. Oh, hell yeah! Look at that. Look at that thing. What a cutie. Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for five dollars and fifty-eight cents. Are you guys intentionally starting at five five six and then slowly adding one cent to it? I just want to make sure that I'm not like losing my mind. That is something that's happening. Uh, this show does not have a topic. Please recite the Declaration of Independence in the voice of Alex Jones. That's that's a that's, that's Patreon a content. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Patreon uh, content. That's a donation called content. <laughs> Cat said the lore boys discover shrinky dinks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The unanimous declaration of the 13 states of the United States of America. When in the course of human events becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which have compelled them to separation. Can I can I check sure. a little bit of the yeah, first or the second paragraph? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And I'm way too sick right. to be able to do it accurately. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That, hypothetically, whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the intent right of the people to alter or abolish it, and to institute a new government. Uh, where did you <laughs> start? Okay. Laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such a form as them shall, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate the government's long established should not change for the light and the transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are disposed to suffer. Well, you, uh, fuck, I'm, I'm messing up the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Trump with the Bernie here. I wasn't sure which one I was going to go with. You do Trump, start. then I'll do Bernie. All right. Uh, where were we? Uh, Hash okay. mankind suffers uh, abolishing forms where okay. are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably... The, I can't get it right No, 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 yeah, yeah, do the Trump. I'm trying. It's it's not getting in. Uh, <laughs> long, there we yeah, go. There it right, that's, it's, I'm trying to do it. I was trying to do his yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security, let's talk about the people they need security, such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the president, uh, the present <laughs> king of Great Britain is the history of repeated injuries and usurpations. All having direct object of the establishment and absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be facts and submitted to a candid war. I can't think of anybody else to impersonate here. Yeah, I think that's enough. I can try. Which one? Okay. He has refused to assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation until his ascent could be obtained, and when so suspended, he has actually neglected to attend to them. <laughs> Jeez. Amazing. Ooh, I, can't, I can't think of anybody else to do. Oh. Where are we at? He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the, light, the right of representation in the legislature. Right, inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. Now, let me be clear. 
He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representatives' houses repeatedly. For what is this? It's like a weird mix of McConaughey and Clinton. <laughs> Proposing with manly firmness. Manly firmness, you say? <laughs> His invasions on the rights of people. That's something to W. Bush there a little bit. Oh my god. We should probably uh, practice our, yeah. our, our impressions first. Keon's refused for a long time there after such dissolutions cause others to be elected whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions from within. Now watch me hit this drive. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can do a Michael Caine. Oh, God. Yeah! <laughs> what? The Dean Caine. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew it wasn't Michael Caine, but I was yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah, a Caine. Yeah. Uh... I could just do yeah, yeah. Howard Dean, sorry, that's Howard Dean. Dean yeah, Kane yeah, is something yeah. else entirely. Yeah. My brain is not going the right place. Do we have more questions? Yeah, 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 we do. We absolutely <laughs> do. Should we just switch back over to yeah. that? Um uh, I fail me twice. <laughs> shame on it's uh fail me once, uh, shame on you. Fail me twice, uh, fail me once, can't get fooled again. <laughs> he had so many great He did great when we were drunk when we were on the the drinking stream we uh we did do a bunch of bushisms we read a b- bunch of them out oh yeah. Arnold, Arnold schwarzenegger schwarzenegger yeah wait, uh, wait, wait. Your, your mom he has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for the purpose of constructing laws for the naturalization of foreigners refusing to pass to encourage the migrations hither, and raising conditions of new appropriations of land come with me if you want to leave Man, I haven't done any like any impersonations in so long. This is horrible. Uh... <laughs> he has obstructed first. an administration of justice by refusing the assent of the laws for establishing judiciary powers. Andrew, was that Stallone? Yeah, okay. it was a really bad Stallone. <laughs> to do recent Stallone's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> No, you gotta jam yourself full of adrenaline and roids for like a second. Although that said, The Expendables, easily some of some of my favorite movies of the last decade. Do you remember? uh, I'm realizing those aren't from the last decade anymore. No, we're getting old. All right, we have more questions. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Laura Townsend for 49 says, "J.K. Rowling is the scariest monster of all." I, uh, I gotta be honest. I, I never, never got in. To the books. Yeah, no, me neither. The movies are fun. I love the movies. Yeah. Uh, Richard Henderson from 499 said, Bethesda is my favorite game pay- company. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like being an Eagles fan until 2018. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pumpkin Bear for $5 said, Who dat? Also, uh, Kijimuna are tree sprites from Okinawa that resemble red-headed small children, but not giant. Interesting. I don't know what it is with the red hair. It shows up a lot. Yeah, that's weird. Laura Townsend for four ninety nine said, "Would you two like to help me uh, find out what my Native American father really did for Army in Korean War? I plan to film documentary as CYA. His records are blank. I mean, if you gave us a name, we might be able to find something, but it probably wouldn't be anything more than you would know from knowing the guy. Yeah, 
Um, unless you could get us like, unless you know what specific unit he was a part of, in which case we could look up what that unit did. Can you, can you do a Tony Soprano impression? I don't know the Sopranos well enough. Really? I just like a Christopher. Like I've I've seen. Can I show. do a ridiculous New Jersey or Brooklyn style accent that really doesn't quite sound right? But if you yeah. hear it, you assume immediately this is recognizably someone from that area. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that just fine. Yeah, there's a guy on TikTok who does a really good yeah. Tony and Christopher, and he's like, "No, well, might be breaking kneecaps for it." But <laughs> the thing about Tony is like he's he talks really quietly like this, but he talks really fast. And but it's like it's lower than that. It's yeah. It's just I, I now I got to go practice imp- impressions. Italian Ben Shapiro. Kinda, yeah, actually, <laughs> kind of very similar. Uh, Agamemnon Jim Bad for five dollars and fifty nine cents. You absolutely are doing yep. it. Uh, wood stairs are fine. The entire stair shaft is fire rated. As long as the fire doesn't start there, you're good. Got it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I guess all the doors yeah, are fire doors. Fire doors. Jeebus uh, H Christ for ten dollars says, "What do you think about cannibal or giant legends stemming from relic populations of ar- archaic human slash sapien hybrids?" Interesting. What do you think about cannibal or giant lemon stemming? Cannibal or giant lemon stemming from relic populations of archaic human sapiens slash hybrids. Um, to an extent, yes, we've talked about it. Uh, I wouldn't. I'm of the mindset that if Bigfoot is real, that is most likely what he is. Is is that there are remnant populations of either. Uh, very isolated groups of Homo sapiens sapiens, or that uh, Neanderthals survived much longer, or Denisovans or something survived a lot longer over here than they did elsewhere. Now, I think it's important to recognize that if you look at Europe, Neanderthals survived there until about 40,000 years ago. Neanderthals surviving in America Mm -hmm. until 30,000? Until 20,000, 10,000? It's possible. Uh, we thought up until very recently that people didn't even make it to America until 13,500 years ago. Mm. That doubled recently. Yeah. Because they discovered a footprint that had a seed in it, and the seed dated to 23 or 22 and a half or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I think we might we might have the earliest age on people in the Americas low, but also that means that there were still migrations. We don't know when the migration here necessarily happened or if there were multiple, mm-hmm. but if Neanderthals did make it over here, they would have been subject to very different climactic conditions than in Europe. Theoretically, they might've survived. Mm. So it's just, you know, at what point do we say, we think this is Neanderthal? Yeah. Um, you know, it could also be that there was a group of people who made it over here that were Homo sapiens sapiens, and then nobody else got over here for 20,000 years. And then when even more modern humans got here, the people who were here before had been here so long alone that they developed traits that were non-human. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of possibilities. I think that shutting our ears to all of them is stupid. Yeah, I, I... I think that's the right way to look at it. Uh, Vortex for five dollars says, "Do you guys think that the descendants of the Nephilim could walk the Earth today?" <laughs> uh, well, that's the issue. If the Bible is correct, then none survived. Hmm. Um, now, considering Nephilim are specifically just the offspring of angels and humans, at least in my 
in my interpretation as well as many other people's but i just want to make clear that that's not universal um yeah i it says that they all died but the act is just a an angel having children the human so you could get new nephilim throughout the course of time that'd be interesting uh jeebus ace crush for five dollars followed up on their thing from earlier saying uh like the wendell from michael crichton's eaters of the dead slash 13th warrior huh following up on the previous question oh. about the cannibal legends of the gotcha Johnny. i don't know it but i might have to take a look at it yeah laura townsend for 99 says fyi but if it's called the wendell i would be very surprised if he didn't know about the wendigo yeah uh fyi shrinky dinks were big in the 70s our parents turned on the oven before they went to a party so we had something to do while we were on our own we were seven years old that's sketchy probably gas ovens yep uh glad you're relatively okay i cannot believe our parents generation survived i know or any of the ones prior to that well but not too many generations prior. Do you, Most do, you know, of them do you know why I don't think nuclear war will ever happen? Why? Because the generation that was inhaling lead fumes constantly and very angry all the time didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> so if they didn't get pissed off enough, we're probably fine. Yeah. Unless microplastics are worse. Yeah, I guess we're going to find out. No, the the asbestos like... and the lead people, they managed just fine. They were really angry. I feel like the microplastics are just making us all really like... I think we're all pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> so... in, in 10 years, there's going to be a blood test. You're going to wake up. You're going to be in a bad mood. You're going to like... It's going to be like diabetes. You take something, you prick your arm, and it's like your microplastic levels are high today. And you're like, I should tell everybody I'm going to be a little irritable. Yeah. No, I should probably probably bleed myself to get some of the microplastics out. They're going to have, like, you're going to go to a clinic. They're just going to, like, you're going to sit down. It's going to cost you, like, 50 bucks for 30 minutes. You're going to sit there and stick an IV in. You're just going to have your blood go through a machine that cleans out the microplastic and you leave. Yep. It's going to be a luxury. Yep. Oh, no doubt. You know what I... I They're going to show up to, you know, like, a a school reunion or something. Be like, oh, dude, feels so good. I just had my blood deplastic yesterday. Like, feel 10 years younger. Yeah. I had an interesting question the other day. I'm curious to see what you think about it. When do you think we will officially mine all of the useful minerals out of the earth with without like permanently disrupting like our core? Uh and we'll just essentially be recycling everything instead of actively mining it out. How long do you think that'll take? I don't think we will. Really? I think by the time that happens, we will abandon Earth. Oh, interesting. Okay. If we get to that point, I do not think that humanity will remain on Earth. Interesting. Good answer. Uh, Agamemnon's gym bag for $25.56. Well done. Here's money. Thank you. Uh, And then the last one for the evening, because we do have to film after this. Yes, we do. Uh, Content News uh, for $10 says, The Fed is now suffering from MKUltra, along with the lead poisoning. Uh, (laughs) We are seeing its full effects on Fed, Aiden. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you ever going to do a lore video on the Chupacabra or how it ever it is spelt or the one that Supernatural got right? Uh, When you say the one... Or ones that super, uh, one supernatural got right would be a good video. We should look at that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, and uh, as for Chupacabra, absolutely, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well. I'm surprised we haven't done it already. Yeah, we got a uh, we got Halloween coming up, so we'll talk about some spooky stuff. Yeah. Cool. All right, that everybody. That's everybody. Um, cool. Thanks for coming by, people. Yeah, thank you for hanging out. 
I, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. It's all good. Keep in mind, Cat uh, is making more dogs. <laughs> uh, she just said in the chat a little earlier, she's turned on the oven to put on more Shrinky Dinks. Uh, I'm not sure if that definitely means she's making more tags, but I would be so shocked if that didn't wasn't included. Uh, real quick, Miss Mori, for $5. I think before we run out of minerals, we'll figure out how to kidnap asteroids, put them in orbit around Earth, and mine them. Yeah, I think orbit's a smart move on that one, I think. Oh, thank you, Alex Hoffman. Yeah, I, I'm surprised we haven't started building a more permanent space station in orbit, utilizing materials from asteroids, like bringing it back, Yeah. like... Uh, and then reworking them and building the station there. I, I think the thing is that we've just we're not at a point yet where it will be profitable. No, definitely not. So, because yeah, there's no reason. There, there's no financial. That's it. Everybody, I, I think there's this there's this weird thing where in media everybody seems to think that it's going to be the governments. No. That are colonizing other planets. It's going to be corporations. Yeah. Oh, and Alex, thank you so much. Here's here's the nice thing for for the more like you know left leaning people. Yeah. It, uh, like. If it's the corporations colonizing other planets, the Earth will immediately be devoid of Republicans. <laughs> yeah. They will be like, I would absolutely rather live under corporate rule. <laughs> Conservatives will be gone. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if it's like when it, into... in the future, all of in all the future media, like Earth is completely socialist or communist? I think that's probably pretty accurate. Because everybody who wants like unfettered opportunity yeah. is gonna go to space. Yeah, it's gonna go all the world. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I do think we are going to reach a point if technology continues to keep, like, accelerating. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you'll also, to be fair, I think you will have people that go, I can create my perfect communist paradise in yeah. space, and you'll have them too. Well, I think the, the, but... the biggest issue is going to be that the more we make things automated and things like that, the less there's going to be in terms of jobs for people <laughs> of, like, certain like levels of society. Mm -hmm. So there's going to have to be a more and more rigid social safety net for people who just, like, they're capable of working, yeah. but there just isn't any jobs for them. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah, the future's scary. I don't want to go there. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I think we peaked in the 80s. We should have stayed there. Yeah, 80s and 90s were, gold, like, golden tier. But what about my cell phone? Think about it. Are you really better off with it? <laughs> Are you really happy? Here's the problem I consistently run into. We have everything, and yet we're miserable. <laughs> Social media is horrible for the mind, but also it's part of my job. So it's like... That's a weird give and take on that yeah. one. But you, Amanda goes, you gotta realize you guys wouldn't have jobs. What you yeah. fail to consider is that it was much harder to catch criminals back then. I would simply just yeah. be a, uh, an outlaw. I, I would just steal credit cards. Miss Maury said, I predict we'll see company towns again in space. We already have them now. It's called yeah, it's Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, and also, Alex Hoffman became a member and gave us a hundred bucks and said, well, have thank a good you, night. Alex. Thank you I so much. I very much appreciate that. And with that, we do need to go because we need to film. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right. Yeah, we do. Well, thank you guys so much. It has been as real as it can be. Yep. I, if you guys want to uh, check out the stream on Tuesday, I will be streaming probably more Starfield on uh, Twitch from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Don't forget, Archie's on the way. Archie's don't on the way. Don't forget to save your father from the underworld. Yeah, I, I think that is about everything that I can hawk right now. Yeah. We'll be back in a week. See and part then. two of the Cite Ka video on Friday. Yes, where all we right. get into the theories and all the possibilities yeah. of what really happened there. And then Donner there. Party after that. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We will see you on the next one.